0: If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Real Life Runners podcast. This is episode number 26, and today we are going to be talking about a very, very important topic, and that is finding your why. Because there's a reason that all of us decide to do anything in our life, including running or starting a new exercise routine or starting a new way of eating we all we do all of that for a reason. So today we're going to talk a little bit about those reasons and maybe help you think about what is your why? Why are you doing this thing that you're doing?
1: I think it's a great topic because it, it so easily connects to anything. This isn't just like, why are you trying to go out the door and run? This is literally why do anything, anything at all. Why start a business? Why, you know, go on a a vacation? Why do anything good, bad, or otherwise? And when I thought about it, I, I thought that basically people end up doing things for three reasons. So people do things for themselves people do them for someone else, for another person, or people do them for uh, you know the the vague, nebulous improvement of the world as a, as a whole.
0: Yes, that's always a fun one because that one's kind of hard to define. But we're going to do our best here to kind of give you some examples of those three different categories. So let's start off with the first one. So a lot of people set a new goal in life. Their life, or start a new activity or new habit because they want to make themselves a better person. They want to improve upon something in their life. So, since we're talking about running and health here, let's just go with that. So, why do people want to be more fit? You know, I hear that a lot that, you know, I'm going to start running because I want to be more fit. I want to start this new diet routine because I want to lose weight or I want to be healthier. But those things are kind of vague in a way, in In some ways. They you know can be more specific. And like we've talked about before, when you set a goal, the more specific the goal is, the greater chance you have of achieving it. So to be more fit, Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you had a couple in there just as you went through. I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight. Lose weight, you can put a number on it, you yeah. know, or uh, be healthier. You can put some numbers on there of I'd like to, I'd like my blood pressure to drop down. To be more fit is so so vague that it's like, I'd like to be more fit today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a walk or I'd like to be more fit today. I'm going to go for a six mile run. Like both of them are, could be more fit than you were the day before. It just kind of depends on your starting point. So by just putting it out there as the vague, be more fit, it's hard to stay committed to a goal like that.
0: Right. And I think that's one of the things that is what runners like to hold on to because Like we've talked about, running is a very numbers-based sport. So it's very easy to set a number goal for yourself. I want to run a 5K. I want to run a 10 I want to run a half marathon. I want to run that race in this amount of time. So running tends to be a very easy thing to put a number on and actually set a very tangible goal.
1: Which is good because it can help you sort of latch onto this motivation. You know, when the alarm goes off in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed, thinking to yourself, no, if I actually want to hit that 5K in this amount of time, I need to get out the door and put my foot to the sidewalk. That's nice to cling to. The problem is if if you're so latched on and you're tying your identity to that number goal, what happens if you don't get it?
0: Right. I mean, but... Let's just stick with the positive for a second here. And, you know, people tend to latch on to those number goals. And you see it a lot in the running world. There are people that just love racing, they love to race every weekend. You kind of wrote it down as an endless racer. You know, there's people that love racing so much that. The only reason they run is so that they can run another race next weekend and, and earn the medal or get the bling or...
1: Oh, I mean, there's there's that guy, I, you know exactly who who I'm talking about, that every 5K half marathon we've ever shown up at, that guy's always there.
0: Oh, everybody knows that guy. Right? Yeah, it, it's the... not just the guy down here. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, there's always that guy that's at every single... Or girl that's at every single race. Every
1: single race. Wearing, wearing the shirt from... Either the local shoe place or from that race previous year because they've done it every year for the last seven. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's another thing that can motivate runners, those streaks that people have. You know, there's the... 30 day run streak, or run one mile every day this month. Or that Runner's World has a has a, sh- a run streak between Thanksgiving Day and New Year's Day that you're supposed to run at least one mile a day every single day through, you know, from Thanksgiving to New Year's to get you through the holiday as kind of a motivation. There's challenges all over the place, the 30-day challenge, the 60-day, the 90-day. There's all these, you know, number-based challenges to help you stay motivated and get out there and achieve these goals that you might have for yourself.
1: Right. And they're all just these sort of forced upon goals, but whatever it is that helps you stay committed, whether you can keep that focus for, for a three week challenge, for a 60 day challenge, whatever it is, you know, it helps you connect to this sort of tangible thing out there. And the more tangible the goal is, the more motivating it is. They're, they're all sort of this sort of number you've put on yourself that says, all right, I need to go do this. And, you know, there's, there's days where you don't want to, there's days where you just want to take a break where you you want to have an off day. But if, if there's not a good reason to have an off day other than you're like, eh, I'd like to rest. Like you don't need one. You're feeling fine. You just don't want to do it that day there. If you've got this self-motivated goal, usually that can help you continue on.
0: Right. So the question becomes, what is the actual motivation behind these personal goals, right? Because we're still in category one. We're doing this for ourselves. So a lot of people like to look at the different prizes or rewards or things that they get for themselves when they start a new habit. So this is very important and it's not selfish at all. Like You deserve to feel good about yourself. So I I don't want there to be any sort of negative connotation of this. But for a lot of people, most of us, I would say, when we set a goal and we achieve it, we feel good about ourselves and we deserve to feel good about ourselves. So when people have the metal hangers of all of the races that they've won and they get to look up at the wall and see all of the bling that they have accumulated throughout that year, throughout the years, that's great. And that's something that makes them feel good about themselves and makes them feel like they're living a good life that they want to live. And that is motivation for that, those people.
1: Right. And it's it's the prize at the end of the day. You know, some people, the they're pushing themselves and they happen to be at a level where their prize is winning a thing. Other people, their prize is look at all of these races I've done, look at the, the, the lineup of racing results and medals, and they can wake up in the morning and see that and say that. That's why I'm doing. That's how I know I'm getting healthier. I'm, I'm lining these races up. I'm clearly in better shape than I was last year, and that's an improvement on my on my health. That's an improvement to my life, and I'm going back out the door again today, and I'm going for another run.
0: And ultimately, it's about living the life that we want to live, because when you are in better health, it automatically sets you up to do the things that you want to do more so than if you were in poor health because your health isn't something that's holding you back. So that's a fantastic reason to get in good shape or to start a new health habit because you want to feel good about yourself. And maybe running gives you more self-confidence. It gives you more confidence in your body. I I know it does that for me, for sure. I, I know the way that I feel when I'm working out. I know how that gives me a greater sense of self-confidence. And that is important to me. That I have a lot of reasons why I run, and we're going to get into some of those in the next couple categories too. But one of my reasons for running is because it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me realize that I'm capable of way more than I ever thought. And that feels really good. And just that inner sense of satisfaction that I get from running, as well as the muscles that I develop because of it, I mean, that is a really good reason for me to run.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a reason why a lot of people do it. It's the most people, I, I would say a lot of people, when they start running, they have personal Thing that like they want to do it for themselves, right? And that gets you so far. But my suggestion, why I put down, you know, for self, for others, for the world, is the more reasons. Even within the world of self, you can have a couple of different things that motivate you. Right. The more things you have that motivate you, the more likely you are to maintain your habit. Yeah. If you've only got one thing that that does it, if you're not feeling that motivation on that day, you're skipping it. And maybe you miss it the next day. And suddenly now you're in a habit of not going out and, and going for your run or you you're eating habits slide a little bit and mm-hmm. you're not eating as healthy anymore because that one little motivation thing wasn't doing it for you.
0: Right. Because that one cookie isn't really going to change your weight. So why right. not have That cookie. No, but for real, you know? Exactly.
1: Do I really need, like, I I ran every day for the last four days. Do I need to get up super early tomorrow and go for another three miles? Maybe not.
0: Maybe not but i like i completely agree with what you're saying because there are so many layers of, of self you're completely right of the reasons that we run just for ourselves because i know for me it's physical you know i want to have a healthy body i want to be strong i want to be able to achieve these physical things but it's also for me mentally I, you know running helps me to clear my head. It helps me to stay focused. It helps me to stay motivated in other areas of my life as well. So there are things that running or just, you know, health habits in general, things that they do that make us feel good as a person on so many different levels. And that's awesome. I think it's fantastic.
1: You know, um, the second one that we're, we're going to look at is running for another person.
0: Okay. Yes, and this is so common in the world of running, especially.
1: I think you know the the huge move of of all of the charity running movements. Yes. is so directly tied to running for another person.
0: Yes, I, that's absolutely true, and it's not just the charities. I mean, yes, we'll definitely go into the running for a cause. Right, there's a lot of people that. Join a, a marathon or a half marathon, and they're running for cancer survivors, or they're running to support and raise money for um, children's funds or organizations. So, there's so much of the charity running out there, and it's fantastic. So, when you can put it outside of yourself and know that you're doing this for another human being. That is hugely motivating. And that's definitely a big why that a lot of people have for, for running.
1: It's also really, it's a strong one to cling to when it starts getting hard. And yes. that could be hard for a couple different ways. Maybe you're just, you're not feeling that motivation to self. Like, you know what? I'm feeling fairly fit. I don't want to go out today, but if you're doing it for, for a cause, if you're doing it for something else that might keep you going in the middle of a hard workout, maybe you're like, yeah, I, I did pretty good on the first half of this workout. I'm feeling fit, but when you can put it and your motivation is another, that gets you through that dark patch and and through the workout.
0: Yeah, I have a friend and she, one of her biggest motivations for running is that she runs for those who can't run for themselves. And she has people in her life that are not physically capable of running. So she says that she uses her legs to run for those people because they are not able to run for themselves.
1: Yeah, so and any of our listeners who've been at the end of a half marathon, those last three miles are painful. Oh yes. And your legs are not they, they don't want to move anymore. But when you're when you stop for a second and you you think about that pain, you're like, I'm moving for the people who can't get out and run you're going to find a way to keep those legs churning for the last three miles.
0: Absolutely. And I think that group training and group running falls into this category as well, running for others. I know that when I became part of a running group and had other people that I was meeting up with to run and that were counting on me to be there in the morning, that accountability inspired me to keep running and keep going. So that group training aspect definitely made me want to run more and continue on with that habit because I had other people counting on me.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, the I, I oversleep on my morning run periodically because if I oversleep, that means that I don't go out the front door and go for a run yeah. and no one knows it.
0: Yeah. And I overslept one of my group runs like two months ago, and I can't even explain to you the amount of guilt that I had for not getting up to run that morning and leaving my running group high and dry. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was ridiculous how much, how guilty I felt. And it was only one run. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal in the long run, but there was a purpose for that run. And it was just, it, it really killed me that I, that I missed that run because I overslept.
1: You know, the, the running with a group also just like running, uh, for another person for a cause gets you through the dark parts of a workout Yes. when, when you're struggling, but there's another person next to you and you feel, okay, well we're struggling in this together. Yeah. You feel stronger because mm-hmm. you're struggling with another person and together you can get through it. Maybe, maybe solo it'd be a, it'd be a reach, but you got a pack and you're working as a group and together you can achieve phenomenal
0: results. Right. Yes, for sure. That camaraderie makes a huge difference in motivating and inspiring yourself to achieve those goals. But I think for a lot of runners as well, there's kind of the opposite is true. They want to run Because they compare themselves to other people. And I know we've talked about not doing this before, right? We've talked about running for yourself and running for your goals. And, you know, you run against the little voice in yourself that's telling you to stop. And all of that is, is definitely true. But when you get to be a little bit competitive and start getting on the competitive circuit and the local race circuit, there are little rivalries that kind of develop, right? 100%.
1: This is how I got out of bed this morning. I had overslept by about 10 minutes, and I considered just staying in bed, missing my run today. It's just a day. It's not going to be that big of a deal. I wasn't going to be able to get the full distance I wanted. It was going to have to get cut short just a little bit. But I've seen the same guy running down the street for two days, and I saw him again heading into school this morning, so this is three days in a row, and I know that guy from the local road racing circuit. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've seen him moving down the sidewalk. This is now three days in a row. And I knew I needed to get out of bed. Like, I, I was going for it. Like, it, it goes way back to like my high school persona. I had the poster on the wall that said, Why do I run? Because I know the other guy will. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, if it's a specific person, great. That's pretty motivational. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I was in high school, there were so many people to compete against. And I just knew that there was a chance that the other guy was working hard and I needed to be working at least as hard, probably harder. Mm -hmm. And it keeps you going and it keeps you pushing when it hurts and it keeps you pushing when you don't want to. And it's a, it's a strong motivator for me. I know.
0: Yeah, and I think you're not alone in that. I think there's a lot of people that feel that same way that have these little rivalries of people that they tend to run against and and, whether
1: the other person knows it or not.
0: Totally. You (laughs) might not even know that person. That could be like the girl that wears the ponytail and the red shorts. Mm -hmm. Like you might not even know who that person is, but you know that that person is close to your time. And if you see that that person's improving, you want to be improving along with them. Yes.
1: Yes. You you don't need to be slipping. They're shoot. They're closing the gap on me.
0: Right. Right. I mean, that can be a lot of motivation for a lot of people. So kind of the final thing we want to talk about in this category, and, and I, I personally think this topic kind of spans this both this category and the next category that we're gonna get into. So we're still in, you know, running for others right now. And that is the topic of trying to inspire others with your running. A lot of people just run in order to inspire others to live healthier lives.
1: And and I think, and when I, when I wrote this down here, I want it to be specific. It's not running so that the, that, you know, everyone can see that you are a healthier person, have somebody specific in mind for a motivation. Okay. Just like when you're running for yourself, having a very key numerical value is, is an easier thing to grab onto. Put a person in your head. I want to inspire this person.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: I think we've mentioned it in the podcast before of of, there was a race where you and the girls were, I knew you were around the bend and going to be cheering for me. I was not about to be in second place when I came around that bend. Yeah. You know, run to inspire a very specific person and you're not going to let yourself down because you're not going to let them down.
0: Yeah. I mean – Just like you said, our girls are a huge source of this inspiration for me, and it's the same thing that I had in my last race. I knew that when I was going to get almost to mile three that you guys would be standing there with the signs, and so I wanted to look strong, and I knew that you guys were going to be at the end of that race too, and I was not about to walk (laughs) You know, when my girls were standing there cheering for me and holding up signs saying, my mom is amazing, like – I want to show them that they have an amazing mom. I want to do everything that in my power to, to be that mom that to be that amazing mom that they have, that they can look up to and that they can hopefully get inspiration from me to live healthy lives for themselves and to establish healthy lives. Because as parents, we, we want the best for our children. Every single parent wants what's best for their child. And, for our kids to grow up healthy and fit and not having diseases or conditions or things that they can avoid if possible, things that are preventable to to grow up and, and feel good about themselves and feel strong and, you know, like they can do anything. That's what I really want to inspire in my kids as well as other kids as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you went by – uh, the first time and they've got their signs like my mom's awesome. My mom's amazing. And I'm like, you know why? And they're like, well, well yeah, because mom's awesome. And, and I was really trying to like hone in on it and get this thing in there. I'm like, mom's amazing because she set a goal. Like she put this number out there. I said, you know, your mom could not have broken two hours for a half marathon several months ago. Like She did not have that in her power, but she put this number out there and she worked really, really hard. And so let's keep an eye on the clock because I'm pretty sure that she put that goal out there and she's going to do it. And and that's a huge thing, whether it's running or not, that inspires them to say, hey, if I want to get something, set a goal, work really, really hard at it, and, and go for that goal. And it doesn't matter how big and crazy that goal is put a goal out there and work really hard towards it. You know, inspiring others. I think there's a difference between inspiring others and just Mm -hmm. trying to impress others, trying to impress others is a self goal. Yeah. You know, that's a prize that you get. The first marathon I ever ran, you were very close to the finish line Mm -hmm. and I was not about to walk in front of you. That was, I had no desire to inspire you. I just wanted to impress the girl. That was all I was going for. (laughs) That was a personal prize. (laughs) But, but with, with the, the, with our little ones, that's to inspire and that's a whole nother thing. And that it is, is such a powerful motivational tool.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. The
1: last topic that I wanted to cover was um, gaining motivation from the world at large. And I think it's a, a subtle but key distinction between inspiring for another and inspiring for the world.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about that because um, I'd like to know exactly where you're going.
1: Okay, so inspiring for the world at large says that... Your pursuit of, of health or fitness or running, it demonstrates courage, dedication, it's strength. It demonstrates this commitment towards your improvement. Okay. okay? And it can inspire others to reach for greatness. Mm-hmm. And my difference between inspiring others directly and inspiring towards the world at large is that to- towards the world at large does not have to necessarily inspire my health inspires another's health. It's that my pursuit towards bettering myself inspires another person's pursuit towards bettering themselves in any category.
0: So it's like the Olympics, basically.
1: Sure. Right.
0: Well, I mean, think about it because, I mean, we just obviously finished the Winter Olympics, but a lot of people watch the Winter Olympics because it's quote-unquote inspiring. But it's not because they want to become a downhill skiing Olympic I n- athlete. I
1: do not want to become a downhill skiing Olympic athlete. Okay,
0: but okay. As a, as a sidebar, though, how many people thought to themselves, you know, I bet I could be an Olympic curler.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. How can I get into the Olympics?
0: Yes. Curling. The um, answer is curling. The
1: answer is not downhill skiing. Like, hey, why don't I get this giant mountain covered in ice, put a couple of skis on, and then shoot myself down it at like eighty <laughs> miles an hour? That seems like the last thing. Or ski jump. I, it incredibly... Or the skeleton.
0: Like, let me just lay on this little piece of
1: no. I think thing I could and go down the Ice. Like,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. Head be, first.
1: Yeah, I'd be awesome at that. Oh my gosh. Um, but. I'm not about to pursue any of these things because I live in Florida. That so is, it doesn't, it, there's not a lot of ice and snow down here. It's that very is a bit un- of a hindrance. <laughs> so, or hills, even.
0: But I thought I saw something on the Olympics that was talk- talking about how many of those athletes l- actually lived in Florida. Like what the Winter from- Olympics athletes
1: like a good chunk of the bobsledders is that what it was the came from florida because they they pull sprinters and, yeah. and florida has this huge base of amazing sprinters oh, okay, okay. so yeah they pulled like great sprinters
0: right but it but you know the olympics in general people just watch because of the inspiring stories because so many of the olympic athletes have these amazing stories i mean lindsey vaughn is just one of those people that just Inspires other people. She worked so hard. She was at the top of her Olympic game. Then she crashed and, I mean, could have died and was disabled for a while.
1: Shattered like every bone in her body. Right.
0: And then worked her way back and somehow rehabilitated herself to become an Olympic athlete again. You know, I mean, that's just amazing.
1: Not just an Olympic athlete, but one that everybody else in the field is. Fearing.
0: Right. She was <laughs> one of the favorites. Yes. Right. And there there's so many inspiring Olympic stories like that. And I think that's one of the reasons that so many people watch the Olympics. It's um,
1: The pursuit of greatness. Like, right. Lindsey Vonn's story is amazing. Like, they, they show the video of her being helicoptered off of the mountain. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of shots of her, like, rehabbing her body and she's back. But the other one, Michaela Schiffer...
0: I don't know that story.
1: Insane. She came out. She won a couple of of events. She lost one, and they interviewed her, and she was like, I think that, that it went well, and it sets me up for the next Olympics where I can win five gold medals. Wow. She threw that out there. These Olympics weren't even done, and she threw down. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go for five next year. Yeah, I read an article about the absurdity of trying to win five the of the five events. I'm no skier, but apparently the difference between downhill and slalom is essentially like training to in the same like summer Olympics. I'd like to win the mile. And the marathon. Oh, wow. And the training level is so far off. It's it's decathlete. There's a reason why the decathlete is considered like the greatest athlete in the world, Mm -hmm. because the variety of events that you have to be good at is just freakish. Yeah. But they all kind of combine them and balance them out. This is saying, no, no, no. Five different things so far apart. It'd be like if a decathlete said, I'm going to choose five of these and individually I'm going to win the world record shot put and high jump and mile. Like that's the variety. It's insane. Right, Right. That pursuit of such unbelievable excellence it has got to be inspirational.
0: Oh, for sure. And and that's why people sit down and watch it because they're looking for some of that inspiration in their own life. I believe that. And even us as, you know, little not famous athletes, you can still inspire people around you like that. And and you don't even necessarily know it. That's kind of, I think, what you're going for with this, with the world at large, is that just by living the life that you live and doing the the running or the health habits or whatnot, you're inspiring people and you don't even realize it.
1: Yeah. It's the difference between like specifically like you've got a person in mind that you're doing it for and your lifestyle just other people are picking up on that. You're not even trying to do it, but it helps just improve and motivate those around you.
0: Yeah. I think that's huge. And I know that there's been people in our lives that have told us that and people that I would never even have imagined that gain inspiration from some of the things that we do just because I know a lot of times I'll um, run after I drop the girls off in the morning. I'll I'll drop them off and I'll just leave the school parking lot and run right from there. And I've had other parents come up to me and say – you know, I see you running in the morning and that's just so amazing. And I decided to go for a run myself today because of that. And, and I'm that's like, that's awesome. Right. I mean, that's just so cool. That's just so cool and, and so unexpected. Like, I, when I go off on my run, I'm not thinking to myself, I want to inspire the parents of our, <laughs> you know, ch- children's school. I, I am thinking about my daughter, you know, that I want to inspire, but you, you affect people that you don't even realize that you affect.
1: And, and, you know, and that's the big difference between inspiring another and inspiring the world, your pursuit of excellence, your pursuit of bettering yourself inspires others to better themselves, whether their health or their, their drive in business, their drive in just whatever it is they're doing that day, just to reach towards the best level of themselves that they can.
0: Yeah. And I know that there's definitely those people in my life that they have no idea who I am, but when I watch them on social media or, or when I watch watch them in my real life, they inspire me. Like, you know, we have a favorite couple in our neighborhood that, (laughs) that, um, there's this couple and they're an older couple. They're probably, I I don't know, maybe in their sixties or Mm -hmm. seventies. And, um, so when I say older, I just mean older than us. I'm not trying to be, you know, ageist Mm -hmm. or anything like that, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, this couple, we have both talked about them on, on so many different occasions. There's an, the the guy runs and his wife rides the bike next to him and his run is basically like a little shuffle he is not going fast by any means and his wife just rides right next to him on the bike and they are just our favorites they i mean they inspire me i know that
1: i've i've never seen one out there without the other i know she and they're so
0: cute she
1: doesn't go out for a bike ride on her own but i don't think that it would ever occur to her for him to go for a run and her not to be there at his side
0: yeah And they're just, they're very inspirational to us. And we have no idea what their names are, but they're that couple. And we exactly, you know, both of us know who they are and they inspire us. And, you know, we want to be that couple when we're 80, 90 years old. Perfect. Which one of us is going to still be running, though? And which one's going to be on the bike? That's the question. Yeah, we'll trade off. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. All right, guys. So hopefully you gained some inspiration um, from this episode. So, the takeaway message here is find your why and find multiple whys. That's really going to set you up for better success. You want more than just one. You want it to be for many reasons that you're running or that you're establishing this new health habit that you want to establish. Find multiple whys. Sit down with a, with a pen and paper and, and write them down. That, the act of writing them down makes it real. So find your why, think about this, think about reasons that you want to better yourself, things that you want to do to help inspire and help others. And then again, there's just the world at large. So all of those things are, are great reasons for you to continue running or start running if you're not, um, or start a new health habit and hopefully you can find some inspiration in that.
1: So that does it for us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, consider sharing it with a friend. Leave us a review. That would be awesome. I, the review's the best. Love reading into each other. And um, I hope you
0: enjoyed listening. We'll catch you guys next week.